1: It's Christmas Day. It is. It's Christmas Day. Welcome. It's Don't At Me. I am your host, Daniel J. Dockage, and I've got my Indiana shirt on. Why? Because Indiana's going to roll today, baby. They're going to roll St. Mary's, and we're going to get into that. I got one bet. Now, I know you guys want to bet everything, and please feel free, but mine is a road to 5,000. Last year, on this day, this is an anniversary Google Dockage DoorDash. I lost four grand last year on this day right here. Opening day, NCAA tournament. Three teams got me. Live betting, Purdue, Ohio State, and Texas. They got me. I woke up at 5.30 in the morning, Friday morning, and told my wife in a sweat, I got to pay my family back. That's too much money to lose. So, I went to the hardware store, filled out an application. My stepson told me about door dashing. I signed up, I door dashed for six months to pay off that $4,000, but I paid that off. Got criticized in the media by all the little media twerps, because that's what media twerps do. I mean, the little pains in the ass on Twitter. Hey, Dawkins, bring me a sandwich. Hell, I'll bring you a sando, but you better tip. Couple guys gave me $100 tips. Fun time, actually, and I still do it because I like getting into my car and going. Uh, I do. So at the end of the day, I got no problem with nothing. Nothing. Anyway, but we're making it all up. The road to $5,000 got helped yesterday. If you watch this show, you had UVA minus two and a half. You had Wake Forest minus nine. And in the NCAA tournament, you had Wright State. We parlayed them all. I can show it to you. I did not take Toledo. I didn't take Toledo. No. What I do is this I am not your average slap blank media guy that says stuff and doesn't show. Here is my account, excuse me, from yesterday. As you see, winners, 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 winners. There's UVA. There's the parlay. There's right state. There's a little one. Uh, there's right state. And then today, I'm not showing you because I got to tease you. That's what we do. When I lose, I'll tell you. When I win, I'll tell you. When I screw up, I'll tell you. When I do good, I'll tell you. I mean, I am the most unique media individual you will ever come across because all these little slaps uh, that are in the media make predictions and never go back. If I lose, I'll tell you. I had to go DoorDash. All right, couple things from Deportes yesterday. That's sports. I took two years of Spanish in college, uh, two more in high school. I'm I'm very well versed. Uh, Baker Mayfield, possibly out of Cleveland. All right, here's the deal. He's gone. I mean, there ain't no possibly. I'm reading all the idiots. I'm on one about the media because they're such jackasses. You just can't deal with them, but I digress. Uh, Baker Mayfield wrote his little Mia Copa or whatever it was to Cleveland because Baker Mayfield talks. Baker Mayfield will fit in perfectly with the Colts. All the Colts do is talk. Blah, blah, blah. It's like I used to tell my kids about my ex-wife. What do you hear when you hear mommy talk? Blah, 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 blah. All the Colts do is talk. Colts make a trade. The media says Chris Ballard's the smartest dude in the world. Just win something. Just win. Baker Mayfield's perfect. There's no way he's going. That ship has sailed. Unless they have some serious meetings. Mayfield did what he does, write this letter to the Cleveland media or to the Cleveland fans. Just talk. Why aren't guys adults anymore? Why aren't we adults? I'm going to write a letter because they're talking to Deshaun Watson. The ship sailed. He's out of there. He'll end up at Indy, and we get a guy that just talks. Yeah, I know he's a little scrappy. I know, a little scrappy guy. Baker Mayfield, yeah, great. But he'll end up in Indy. Because Indy supports talking, not doing. And I hope he's great. I do. I want Indy to be great. Make Indy great. But it's perfect. But he ain't going back to Cleveland. That just is not happening. Not after all that. Deshaun Watson, who knows where he goes. This is a funny thing about Deshaun Watson. 22 civil cases, ah, now it's no big deal. Really? It's no big deal that a dude has 22 civil cases pending against him. Hell, it was a big deal for me when I didn't go in a pool with some crazy-ass professor uh, a year ago. National News, dockets, misogynist. I just ain't going in a pool. That's the opposite of assault. <laughs> I mean, Hey, man. It's amazing to me what goes on in this world. But hey, all you GMs out there, here's what, here's what football is, right? The coach and the league, they wrap themselves around the army. Man, we're the military. We're for good old USA, except of course, you know. Guys got 22 pending civil case. Dan! Innocent till proven guilty. Yeah, would you feel that way if he was a backup corner? No, you wouldn't. Just stop. His talent outweighs his problems for you all. And he wasn't that good a quarterback. No, he's top five. Team went four and 12. Quarterback-driven league. Well, but you know, what, 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 what had happened? Okay, what had happened was, name me a great quarterback that went four and 12. I'll sit here, I'll wait, but he's great. (laughs) That's why I'm here. Hey, even if nobody watches this, when Dylan clips this off and puts it out, there'll be like 20,000 people watch this, and they'll be like, yeah, Doc, it's pretty smart, but I hate him. He's mean on Twitter. (laughs) The world is just, the world is jackassery. It is. Von Miller to the Bills. Good for Von Miller. Got a six-year deal. I think Von Miller's older than me, but he got a six-year deal. Von Miller's smart. Hey, look, if I'm going to be out of Denver, which is, you know, home base, then I'm going to go find a title, which he did, and now I'm going to turn that title into a long-term contract on a team that can also win a title, which the Bills can't, except for this. They're still the Buffalo Bills. Make no mistake. They are still the Buffalo Bills. And that AFC, it's a mother. It's a mother of a mother. It's a mother's brother. We got a monster for you today. Allison Williams is going to join us. Todd Fraser's getting the sad out. We tried him yesterday. We'll try him today. We'll see if that whole thing works out. But he gets the sad out, man. Rutgers basketball. Look, as soon as the clock got past midnight and now it's St. Patty's Day, which it is, happy St. Patty's Day to you. Notre Dame's not losing. Ain't losing on St. Patty's Day. What are we talking about here? Ain't happening. But anyway, Rutgers basketball, tough month. Oh, man. I gave a speech up to uh, 900 to 1,000 of my closest friends up in my hometown, Gary Oldtimers, Gary, Indiana, driving back listening. And it was heartbreaking. And I don't even care about either team. I care about Rutgers because Todd Frazier I like and I wanted Rutgers to win. And I really like Mike Bray. I've known Mike for 100 years. But the truth of the matter is, I don't really care. I didn't bet on the game because I'm trying to win money here, and I didn't know who was going to win. I got one locked for you, by the way. I don't know about a lock, but it's going to win. But anyway, Todd Frazier will join us. Jason Hammer, you guys, every time he's on, it just explodes on our YouTube. Jason Hammer is conservative radio host on 93.1. We're going to get into a little bit of Ukraine, but he's also a host of Indiana Bets. And he might be the best sports handicapper other than me right now because I'm on fire. Absolute freaking fire. I mean, last night, Virginia hit. Wright State hit. Wake Forest hit. Basically, the man who is going to take over ESPN, a friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name. I text him when I got something I know is absolutely on fire. I got a text last night. Holy cow. That's all it was. Tonight's the same thing. The road to 5,000. We're almost halfway there. Don't worry. We're going to get there. I'm not messing around. All right. Baseball's dead, huh? Really? Uh, Baseball's got no life to it. Baseball's got no juice. Baseball's got no money. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Remember when Rob Dibble came on here? I think it was Dibbs. No, Dibble wasn't on here. He was on my other show. He's like, Dan, baseball got more money than sense. Really? Well, if you listen to the 22-year-old idiots out there, baseball's too slow, too stupid, no good, really. Okay. All right. I'll listen. You guys know. As I tell my son, look, I've been 26. You haven't been 59. I don't hear from you. I don't like hearing from anybody. But I really don't like hearing from young guy that says, baseball's dead. Really? Check out, check out box scores. And on the bottom of box scores, they give you the attendance. When baseball starts up, I'm not talking about when it's cold in March and you're playing in Chicago or April. I'm talking about when baseball heats up. Let's go to June, July. Look on a Tuesday night how many people go to a ballpark. You're going to be going, damn, I didn't know 35,000 went to Wrigley that night. Damn, I didn't know 40,000 went here. Damn, Dodger Stadium had 28,000 on a Tuesday night. Uh, Football, which we love and has the biggest biggest ratings – When you look at football, they're having trouble selling tickets. I mean, the Colts went from a 10-year season ticket list to every time you pick up a phone, it's like, hey, you want to buy season tickets? So what does baseball do? Freddie Freeman gets $162 million yesterday to go to what everybody is saying is the greatest lineup ever. Now, I'm not trying to be a jackass here, but all you got to do is look at Jeff Passan, and Jeff Passan doesn't know his ass from third base. I mean, he may know what somebody told him, but that dude don't know nothing. So when he said, greatest lineup I've ever seen, yeah, okay. How about Chris Bryant? What would he get? Seven years, $182 million to swing on an on a arc or whatever the hell it is. He had a couple good years. He's a good player. He'll have numbers in Colorado, but they're not going to win with him. But they gave him 182 mil. Mark my words, they won't win with him. They just won't. Uh, Rizzo got a big deal, about $36 million over two years. Anthony Rizzo, who's older than me and just gets hit by ball. I always told people, Anthony Rizzo is a great guy to have on your team. He's a perfect guy in Yankee Stadium. That might be the best signing yet in baseball. Again, I know what happens. When I say something, idiots jump out. Oh, Doug, a fool. And then about six months later, those of you that are new to this show, about six months later, all of a sudden, where did I hear that? Oh, yeah, Dockett's told me that. Oh, he's an idiot. He hates my team. Uh, Okay. All right. I'm always right about this stuff. I'm sorry. I'm always right. Last night, last night in Dayton, Notre Dame took on Rutgers basketball. And I got to tell you, probably the greatest game to ever be in that first four. Now, I've also got to tell you that Every time something comes up, it's always the greatest ever, you know. So I don't know if it's the greatest ever because, frankly, I don't know the history of the first four, and I don't give a rat's about the history of the first four. I know I'm supposed to. And what does every announcer say now that doesn't know their backside from third base? It's March. That's all they got. Madness. Man, is the announcing bad. Wow. Speaking of that, how bad is that show with Rex Chapman and Candace Parker? I told you yesterday, based on the Indiana game, I'd have fired Candace Parker and Rex Chapman. I would have. You can't show up on a set and not know on national TV. You cannot show up on a set and not know players' names and not be prepared. I would have fired them. I know they're both protected. I understand that. I know they're in the protected group. They're not 59-year-old white guys. I get it. Uh, One guy's liberal and the other, well, no chance you can fire her. But I'm telling you, I would have fired both of them. And I'd have taken all the crap and listened to her tell uh, me that I'm whatever is she wanted to make me and let Rex Chapman go on his little Twitter site and say block charge. But I would have fired them both. I thought they were so bad, so unprepared. It's a horrible show. They should not be on television unless they want to work. Give me Charles Barkley and his crew doing everything. This is garbage that we have to watch. I'm sorry. But last night, let's talk about the game Notre Dame and Paul Atkinson. Paul Atkinson uh, had 26 and 6. Now, 26 and 6 around the rim, pretty damn good because frankly, Atkinson's about a 12 to 14 point a game score. He's a kid that transferred from Yale. I heard him on the post-game interview, and you know what? I don't think on this show will – I'll go Tony Kornheiser. You can't interview players. You just can't interview players. It's just horrible radio, horrible TV. Contrast that with an adult, Mike Bray, yelling at John Rothstein, Happy uh, – St. Patrick's Day, baby! See, always get adults. Tony Kornheiser, when he had arguably the greatest radio show in the history of the world – on ESPN Radio before Colin Cowherd had a thing. yeah, I don't want players on my show. Every time on my radio show in Indy they want me to get a player, I say no because they're horrible. Paul Atkinson was horrible on the radio interview. The same well, my teammates, blah, 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 shut up. But anyway, Paul Atkinson was good where he needed to be. He had 26 and 6. Clutch, clutch, clutch is what Ron Harper Jr. is. Guys were making shots left and right. It was a fascinating game to listen to. But the truth of the matter is, Notre Dame just, I don't know. What they do? They out-tough them? I don't know. They out-play them? I don't know. It just seemed like 89-87, to 87, Notre Dame just won the game in the end. Terrible inbounds play late in the game. Uh, sometimes, as I tell you, dumb loses more than smart wins. Write that down, coaches. I know you little coaches out there like sayings. Dumb loses more than smart wins. Write it down. Get it to your team. I'll give you a second. You got it? Good. Anyway, Paul Atkinson rebounded a shot. Blake Wesley missed a shot. Atkinson rebounded it. Game was over. And I got to tell you, whether it was on radio or TV, man, that was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a game. And then you had to listen to the halftime idiots. Uh, Peter Kiss, remember I told you he was going to take him over 24-and-a-half? He had 28. Wright State at home now. That was at home. It's hard to beat a team at home in the NCAA tournament. Yes, I know it's UD Arena. Yes, I know Wright State has their own really nice arena. But that was a home game in Dayton for Wright State. Um, I liked the game. Uh, Bay, uh, Bryant, all hard. Jared Grosso, all heart. Peter Kiss, all heart. Not the greatest game from Charles Pride, but you had 37 for Holden. Tanner Holden's a good player. Remember we told you about Tanner Holden yesterday? He's a good player. Calvin had 21. Uh, Basile, it was a phonetic game. It was up and down, fun to watch. Um, You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. It was just a good first-round NCAA basketball game featuring the leading scorer in the country in Kiss, who had 28, and featuring a team playing at home. Great home crowd. Here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you saw this, <clears throat> but Indiana, that first night, it was the highest-rated show ever in the first four. And one of the reasons, and this is smart. There are no dummies here. They're smart. They put Indiana in there for a reason. I mean, look, let's be honest – Uh, The NCAA tournament's about selling Coca Cola, Wendy's, Wendy's. How about Wendy's? They're all over the place. Coca Cola, Wendy's, State Farm, the big ones. So you better have some ratings on that opening night. You just can't throw uh, eight dogs out there and hope they bark. So you throw Indiana in there, and next thing you know, you got the highest rated show in first four history. Throw Notre Dame and Rutgers. You got an East Coast audience, you got a national audience. Next thing you know, I guarantee you, when the ratings come out today, I guarantee you, their toes are going to be tapping because let's be honest, you want ratings, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's there's literally nothing wrong with that, not a damn thing wrong. But the tr- oh man, we don't have anybody watching. That's not good. But the truth of the matter is, um, you know, you got to go. You just got to go. Uh, all right, tonight's games. It's going to be fun. I'm sad about this. Colorado State plays Michigan. Colorado State, I don't think they play anybody over six foot seven, but here's what sucks about this. This really stinks. Colorado State is good, don't get me wrong, and I'm going to get to them, or even maybe not, but here's what I think stinks about this game Michigan has played better. All right, you know the whole thing with Jawan Howard overshadowed what's happening on their team. And one of the things that was happening on Michigan's team, be very careful betting this game. One of the things that's happening on Michigan's team is Devontae Jones was playing really well. He came over from Coastal Carolina as a big scorer. He came there because he loved Jawan Howard, thought he was going to get the ball late and all that stuff. Man, this is what sucks sometimes. Devontae Jones is out for this game. Now, that kills, that doesn't kill Michigan. I mean, look, Eli Brooks has been there since 1987. But it just you want a guy that's a fifth-year senior that came from Coastal Carolina, now he's at Michigan, man, you want him to play. You want him on the court, you want him going, you want him, come on. But he's out. I still think Michigan wins the game. I was going to bet Michigan, but I'm not betting them no more. You lose your point guard, particularly one that's playing well. Sometimes you lose a point guard and you're kind of happy. Like, oh, man, now I don't have to play the guy. That's good. That ain't the case with this. I feel bad for this kid because he wasn't very good early. In fact, I thought he was really bad early. I thought he had a mid-major kind of mentality where I got to go do all this and you know, he didn't realize that he had really good teammates, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just hard. But man, I love when kids get better. I mean, I love when all of a sudden some kid comes in and next thing you know, by the end of the year, he's playing really well. And that's what this kid does. Man, I hated to see that. I hope he's back if they get to Saturday. But a concussion—I mean, let's be honest—who the hell knows? Uh, Colorado State—if you saw Wyoming, you know that the the A twelve, or excuse me, the uh, what the hell is that league? The Mountain West is a pretty damn good league. Pretty good. I don't think Colorado State's little. Colorado State's biggest guy that plays like six seven. They're going up against Hunter Dickinson. If I'm Michigan, here's what I'm going to do. Whap. This isn't a shot. This is a pass. Wap. Boop. But I'm throwing that ball inside 50 times to Hunter Dickinson today. And then if I need to throw it 51, I'm throwing it 51. If I need to throw it 50-10, I'm throwing it 50-10, which could also be known as 60. I don't care how many times is my point. It doesn't matter to me. I'm throwing the pelota inside, period, and figuring it all out. Figuring it all out. Anyway, that's that game. Ladies, Write this down. Uh, let's see who's on the chat here. Who's on the YouTube chat? I got a bunch of folks. I got Cashman. I got Duke Gwynn. I got Jeff Chambers. Jim. I got Outkick. I got Joe. I got Jody. I got MRC. Get get ready. Write this down. Bet this game. Providence minus two over South Dakota State. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Hey, Dan, there's got to be upsets. Like this bracket here has got to have upsets. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody a 413 every year. There's upsets, Dan. I don't know, Dan. You know, and I'm going to tell you why this is a tough thing to bet. Because Providence plays games tight. They play them close. They do. I mean, it's not like Providence jumps out and you're up 20 and they win by 20. But this is the game I'm marking. This is the game I'm earmarking. Because to a, if Providence wins the game, all right, if they win the game, they're going to win by more than two. Now, let me go through South Dakota State with you. You ready? This is why people are – this is why it's only two. South Dakota State, I'm going to give you some numbers here. They've won 21 games in a row. They are 18-0 and 0 in their league. 18-0. and 0. Now, I don't give a damn what league it is. But 18-0 and 0 in their league? Are you insane? Like – I think this, there should be an NCAA provision. If you go undefeated in your league, you are in the NCAA tournament. I don't want to hear about having to win the conference tournament. I'm sorry, I don't. I know everybody, well, you know, that's not, no. If you go 18-0, you deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. If you go whatever your league is, I don't care. That's problematic. Why? Because this team is used to winning. Let me give you some numbers here on how they've won because it's important. They won their conference championship by six over the two-seed North Dakota State. They beat the five-seed by 23. They beat Omaha by eight. They beat, U- or they beat UMKC by nine, 11, excuse me. Here's my thing. They're not killing people. In their league, which is a nice league, good league, summit league, good league, they're not blowing people out, which means two things. Which means, number one, they're a connected team. They know how to win at the end. But you know what? That's the strength of Providence. Second thing is they're not uber-talented. If you're uber-talented, you beat the living hell out of Omaha. Hell, Omaha uh, fired their coach. You beat the living hell out of South Dakota State or North Dakota State. You don't play these games down the stretch. I don't know a single player on South Dakota. I didn't know a single player basically yesterday. K. A. Clark, Virginia. I don't bet it that way. I bet it and I predict it based on circumstance. And I'll take Providence today. I'll take Providence tomorrow. And I'll take Providence the next day. Now, if the line goes to six, eight, maybe not. But I'll take Providence. Let me go through Providence with you. Providence got their ass beat by Creighton last time out. And I mean whopped. It was over early. problem for Providence. They had just beaten Butler by four. They're not playing well. They had just lost to Villanova. And I would look at this and I would say, you know what? Last game of the year before the Big East tournament, they lost a tight one by two. Did that put them on a spiral? Like, Butler was horrible all year. Butler was winning the game. I think they were up 10 or 12 at halftime. Providence came back and then they got blown out. Just telling you. I don't know, but I do know this. They've had a week, and they got a great coach and a team that's used to winning. I'll take Providence minus two today, tomorrow, the next day, and it's just like the Indiana game. If we lose tough, it's the right bet. Uh, Memphis-Boise. Memphis-Boise. I'm going to get into all these games. Memphis, most talented team they guard. Penny Hardaway doesn't just throw the basketballs out there. Lester Quinonez. I don't know. I don't think I would bet Lester Quinonez over under. I don't care about that. Lester Quinonez guards hard. Lester Quinonez, I'm 6'5", about 250. I swear to God, when I stood next to him, he's bigger than me. But he's not fat. I'm fat. Lester Quinonez can ball. I'm going to take Memphis, but this is going to be a mother. Remember now, we're talking about the – a team in Boise who won, I think they won. No, I know they won. They won the Mountain West. Talent wins, though. It's an 8-9 game. It's a perfect 8-9 game. I'm going to take Memphis, but I'm not betting the game. The only game that I've given you so far that I'm betting, I'm betting Providence. Providence is going to win by three. And if they don't, I don't care. It's still the right bet. That's it. Ah, I got way, way, way more. I got a lot of more, as Clubber Lang said in Rocky Whatever. I got a lot of more. But first, when we come back, you don't want to miss. The toughest man in Jersey. I'm going to just find out. Was the toughest man in Jersey, Todd Frazier, the Todd Father, the home run king, the greatest youth player of all sports, two-time all-star, Everywhere he goes, everyone loves him except fat-ass radio hosts in Pittsburgh. Everywhere he goes. Universally loved. Did he cry last night? And if he cried, why did he cry? Did Todd Frazier get broken down into tears when we come back? Do not leave anywhere. Do yourself a favor. Go tell your friends, Dockage is rolling today. And let's see what the hell's going on around here. We got Allison Williams coming up. I got my boy Hammer. Look, Hammer is officially eight and one on this show. He might be more than that. I'm not sure, but I think he's eight and one on this show. He might be eight and oh. You do not want to miss this show. You want to go tell your buddies about this show. We need to make this show the biggest and best show in the country. We are going to be right back. The Todd father getting the sad out. He's the biggest Rutgers guy there is. Hall of Famer at Rutgers. We're going to give him 10 minutes to get the sad out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner?
2: Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: I'm sorry, but you got to do better. We all got to do better. I hope I just give Barkley the entire NCAA. Just give him the whole thing. I don't care who's mad at me. I don't care who's not mad at me. All right, let's talk about a couple of things. We're waiting on Todd, uh, the Todd father, but a couple of things with NCAA basketball. I mentioned this, and this is kind of tough. A couple of things are happening today. One is Devontae uh, uh, Jones being out for Michigan, I I can't stand that. I, I um I don't even know what to tell you. But the truth of the matter is, teams have to play through some things. The dumbest thing so far in in uh, basketball so far, stupid, absolutely stupid, is the fact that a team like Indiana or Wright State has to play at night, get in a plane, and go across the country. I, I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, I do get it. I mean, that's just stupid. I get it because it's money. I get it because what you want to do is make money on the first four. That's what we do, and away we go. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's what you do. All right. Uh, Here's also, did you know L.J. Cryer is going to miss the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament? Let me make sure I have this right. He's not played since mid-February. He's averaging 13 and a half. Um, And frankly, he's the leading scorer on the team for Bailey. They play Norfolk State. They'll beat Norfolk State today. And this kid not playing since February, okay, you're used to not having him. But the truth of the matter is they'll win, but you want to get this kid back certainly in the Sweet 16. My boy, Todd Frazier, Uh, you
2: okay? Are you okay? No, man. Listen, I was up last night trying to. It's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It, just, it all worked out Same well to you. for Notre Dame, man. That's it. And I'm trying to fix this leprechaun trap for my kids in the morning so they're surprised. And I'm I'm dropping F-bombs left and right at the TV. It was unbelievable.
1: Well, I texted you. I was driving. I didn't really want to text. We needed a little New Jersey toughness. I mean, what, what happened here? Why did Notre Dame, why did they forget about Paul Atkinson? I don't, I don't know what
2: happened there, man. I, I don't. There was a lot of silly mistakes at the end there. A lot of silly mistakes. Um, that's what happens when you play two overtimes, though, man. If you get tired, the legs get tired. There's no excuses. We made a lot of mistakes, and we let, we let them, you know, drive on us. I mean, they've had what they have. We gotta have over 40 points in the paint. I mean, it was. Uh, Oh, man, it could have, should have, would have. You know what I mean? So I deserve it all, man. Give it to me. I don't mind. It happened.
1: No, I'm not. No. Hey, look, I, I said this earlier. Had they gotten blown out or, you know, I'd have given you some hell. I mean, I, we, we knew as Indiana, the state of Indiana toughness overcame Jersey. I mean, we all know that. I mean, Jersey a little front running. Listen. You know, <laughs> we know. Hoosiers, hey. Hoosiers, Hoosiers more solid, just salt to the
2: earth people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, hey, listen. Sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know how the old saying goes. But, yeah, you got to – you, gotta, you gotta, Hey, it was a heck of a game. You know, too bad because uh, both teams deserved to move on last night. But, uh, oh, man, he hit the three. I mean, oh, I, I just – it worked out perfect. Gio Baker got the ball at the end of the game. We found a way to get it. And, you know, I thought he was going to hit that jumper, but he didn't. You know, it, there was a lot of plays where you look back like, man, I wish – That would have happened. But what are you going to do?
1: Hey, as a player, let me ask you this because this is kind of the eternal question. As a player, do you – would you rather lose that way last night or would you rather lose to where you're not thinking about every little frickin' play that could have changed the outcome of the game? You know, lose by 10 – you know, and you're down ten the whole time, as opposed to lose last night, where that that game as a coach will stay with you forever. I'm telling you, forever that game will stay. How would you rather lose? I guess.
2: Oh, um, I, I'd rather be in the game, honestly. You know, and then you could look back. Ah, uh, yeah, you like I said, you're gonna nitpick every little play, but, you know, you lose by ten as a coach, it's like, man, I, I prepared, uh, you know, I, I didn't prepare well at all for these guys to win, so I, I think I. I'd rather say, you know what, we fought, we battled our, you know, our high knees off and we gave it our best shot. I think I'd rather lose like that. And that's it's a good kickstart for, uh, for the tournament today, man. I'm pretty excited to watch the other games, but I think it's going to be, Notre Dame's going to be a little what, tired coming up. I do too. What,
1: what do you, what game are you looking at today? You you like my Hoosiers
2: today tonight against St. Mary's? Are you, can you get on the bandwagon? I, I I think I'm jumping on it. I think I have to. Uh, I I think I have to jump on the Hoosiers. I I think um, I, I stick to my Northeast guys. I like Connecticut to beat New Mexico State. Uh, I'm a big. I Seton Hall. Are they playing tonight? Seton Hall? I don't think they are. They're played, not, they played them. No, they them. No, they're not
1: tonight. Nope. Tomorrow. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Watch out! Watch out for that Vermont Arkansas game tonight too, man. Vermont, man, they killed Syracuse, you know, about six or seven years ago in the tournament when Jerry Mack was playing, brother. So I don't like Vermont. I like, but they they find ways to win games. So is Jerry Mack a New Jersey guy? No, I I think he's I think he's up north North New York, uh, upstate New York guy, if I'm not mistaken. Did you did you ever date Snooky? <laughs> no, I've never even met Snooki. If you want the truth, I I know um I know a couple of them on there, but uh, um Snooki's not one I've met yet, so I can't say I have.
1: Was it? Who do you know on that show? I can't remember the name of the show, but when um, I think of you, I think of those guys because you all talk alike. The Edge. Was there some guy, The Edge, uh, or something? No,
2: the situation, um, and uh, Jay Wow. <laughs> the Situation. A girl named Jenny. I, I we're very friendly, which is very nice. Uh, very nice lady.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. So so. <laughs> So, uh, New Mexico State's coach was at Bowling Green after me as a head coach. He had a little situation himself, got fired, and he's a terrific coach. We got Vermont. Vermont just rolled through their conference tournament. I mean, hey, hey, they won by 39, 32, 25, and 39. That's a dangerous game, even though
2: how tough can you be being from Vermont? You got to be thick. You got to have some thick skin, man. It's cold up there, so. These boys are coming down. I mean, they're coming down. Where are they playing? They're playing in uh, San Diego or in the West Coast? Yeah. Yeah, they're in – oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Or, no, they're playing in Buffalo, actually. No, if I'm not mistaken, right? They are. Oh, so – Yes, they're playing in
1: Buffalo. My bad, yes.
2: Poor poor Arkansas, man. (laughs) Hey, listen. I tell you what, bro, I'm a big believer in where you play, dude. For some reason – I, I I don't know what it is. I think it's a bit. It's a, not a huge factor. It's a little factor, but at the same time, Vermont might be carrying some weight there, uh, and people love the underdog. So what's we'll Arkansas better better bring it here? It's only five and a half. I mean, come on, dude. Holy cow, crazy.
1: I know. I, I that surprised me because I think if Arkansas wins the game, it's the same thing with Providence. I think if Providence wins the game, they'll win more than by more than two. You know what I mean? And I think if Arkansas – now, both teams can lose. Providence can lose, you know, to South Dakota State. And Vermont could lose. Obviously, uh, Arkansas could lose to Vermont. But I think if those teams win, they'll win by more than five and a half. I, I don't know. I, I Don't touch the Michigan game. Uh, I, don't touch the Michigan game. Really? Their, their point guard is out. I was going to bet Michigan. Don't touch it. Don't Wait, touch who, it. Who's out?
2: Michigan's point guard's out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This, this he is, got hit in the head. He's got a concussion. This is getting intense, bro. I, this is the, my most favorite time besides Christmas. And uh, this is the best time of the year, man. And, I, and I'm home today, too. For I, I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: What will you be doing today? You, game start at twelve fifteen. What will you be doing? Uh,
2: well, I, I just had a nice breakfast, a nice uh, green bagel with cream cheese. You know how it goes. The same Patty's Day. I had to get up early to get them. So if you don't get up early like 6 a.m. to get these bagels, they're toast. So, you know how it is in Jersey. We love our dough. We love our dough. So, I got the bagels. You know, I just dropped my kids off at school. And now uh, we're actually going to watch a little leprechaun movie here, you know. And then uh, we're going to get after it. And uh, But my son's got – we got baseball practice from 4 to 5.30. And then we got a basketball game at 7. So, I'm going to be missing a lot of the night games. So, I'll catch the the West Coast games at night afterwards.
1: What's the food of choice today, this afternoon? What, what are we having for lunch while games are going? Oof,
2: I got, um, well, there's a, there's a company out here in the East Coast called Eat Clean, Bro, and it's one of my buddies, uh, Jamie Giovanazzo, and he makes these, you know, nice lean chicken, asparagus, diced up potatoes, and um, yellow rice. So I'll dominate that, trying to stay healthy here on the weekends I get after, it, but, um, yeah, I'll have that. And then uh, my neighbor's cooking uh, corned beef, cabbage, and all that good stuff for uh, the neighborhood tonight. So when I come back late night, I'll have a little uh, little corned beef and cabbage.
1: Hey, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I know you're a highly tuned legend, legendary professional athlete in this country, but you're also retired. So when I just heard lean chicken on the floor, Freaking Saint Patty's Day slash opening day of the NCAA tournament, lean chicken with asparagus.
2: Listen, I'm like, I
1: just, I just puked in my own mouth. Hey, I puked in my own mouth listen, right there.
2: Asparagus is green, so we're we got that going on, all right? So we're we're fine.
1: Asparagus makes my pee smell. Is the only uh, thing I know no, about asparagus. Why, that's, why, that's all I got. Why does it do that? It's disgusting. I don't know. All right. Sorry about your frickin' Rutgers. Sorry about the Scarlet Knights. Uh but but I think the future's bright with Steve Pychel, man. I think the I think people saw a hell of a basketball game and a hell of a team and a hell of a program moving forward. I do. Yeah. So there you go. Just gotta
2: just gotta get some more recruits, man. And let me ask let me ask you this before I go on Notre Dame, I'm looking here. Three and a half point dogs. I mean, that's not a lot of points either. I mean, for the, for tomorrow, I don't that's crazy, man. All right, well, what do you think there?
1: I'm taking, no, I'm taking Notre Dame in that game. I'll tell you, I don't care. I'm tired? Not tired. Flying? Not flying. I don't man. care. Adrenaline. I don't like Alabama. Yeah. You, hey, Todd, you know this? When you're playing and you're winning, you just want to play, man. Where's the next game? All right, I'll take a nap. When the hell's the next game? Okay. Let's go. Exactly. You know, exactly. Right. I'll take. I'll take that Providence. Providence minus two today. Okay. All right. That's it. Love it. it. Let's go. All right, brother. Talk to you later. See you. See you. That's the Todd father, the great Todd Frazier. Uh, Providence minus two is going to be our play, our number one play. Now, I'm a little bit nervous, a little bit, about what South Dakota State's pedigree is. Again, they have not lost a game. But having said that, no. Uh, He mentioned New Mexico State and UConn. Here's the thing with UConn. I gotta tell you, man, Danny Hurley is a really tough coach. Like he is really tough on you. And he is year round. He's like his dad, man. His dad, when he coached at St. Anthony's in Jersey City, it was year round. If you're gonna play for me, you're gonna do things right, you're gonna do them the right all the time, and we're gonna do this year round. Danny's the same way, but you know what happens with Danny Hurley's UConn team? Kids don't transfer. They don't transfer. It's an interesting deal. In a world where everyone transfers, in a world where people are upset with you because you yelled at me or whatever, they don't transfer. I like – look, I think New Mexico State's got a nice team. New Mexico State will play it any way you want. Chris Jan's a really good coach. You want to guard, they'll guard. You want to get up and down, they can get up and down. But there's a uniqueness to what Danny Hurley does, and I'm telling you, he's going to make a run with this UConn team, and it may not be this year, but he keeps kids. He, You know how they say in the NFL – You've got to uh, sign your own. That's exactly what Danny Hurley does. Now, they don't have an awful draw. They have a great draw. they got New Mexico State. It's a 5-12 game. And then they've got the winner of Arkansas-Vermont. I don't know that they're going to make a run this year. I don't. But I think they'll win this game. I think they'll cover this game. Uh, Indiana tonight. Look, it's a game a lot of us are going to watch. I know I'm jumping around here. I apologize uh, to you, Dylan. But I'm going to go to the, the to the groups after Um, we talk about after we talk to Todd. So it's going to be Indiana and St. Mary's. All right, Indiana, the NCAA, I'm being told, screwed Indiana. Apparently the NCAA is uh, is in charge with setting up the charters that go from the first four to the site. The site for Indiana is Portland. Now, I don't know how much you know about this, but Dayton, Ohio is in the Eastern time zone. Porton, Oregon, is in, the, is in the western time zone. There's a three-hour time difference. So if it's 9 o'clock in the morning here, it's 6 o'clock in the morning there. Well, for whatever the reason, the NCAA did not know the travel size of Indiana. Now, Indiana has arguably the most experienced guy, a man named Tim Garo, handling their travel. So I guarantee you Timmy G didn't screw it up. They sent Indiana too small of a plane. Long story short, Indiana's on a tarmac. Indiana's waiting. They get a plane. They got to get out there. They don't get there till like 4 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Fine. All right. But you got to play the game. That doesn't help, but it's not fatal. Don't think for a second that's fatal. This is what could be fatal. St. Mary's, they have six upperclassmen, four are seniors. It's a very old veteran team. They play a pack line defense, which means basically we're not coming out past 22 feet. We're going to get off. We're going to get in the gaps. And frankly, uh, you're either going to have to have a dominant big guy or you're going to have to make jump shots. Indiana doesn't shoot the basketball well, but they have a dominant big guy. And he is dominant in Trace Jackson Davis. Now, Randy Bennett can really sling it. He can really coach it. He's not going to be running up and down the sidelines like a crazy person. He's going to understand how to double-trace Jackson Davis, something that many, many teams, including uh, Wyoming, did not do. Let's talk just for a second about St. Mary's. You know St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. St. Mary's played Gonzaga close. Here's what I like about St. Mary's. There's a kid named Tommy Cousy. Tommy Kuzey, it's not Bob Kuzie's son. It's not Bob Coosey's grandson. It's spelled like K-U-S-H-E. Here's what I like about him. He's a walk-on that was just given a scholarship. And Coozie is one of those guys that does everything. You want a bucket? He's shooting 46% from three. You want to assist it? He's four assists, basically one turnover. What do you need? Whatever you need that's what he will do. They play middle ball screen with him. Their leading scorer only averages about 12 and a half, Alex Dudas. I think it's Dudas, something like that. He's also their best three-point shooter. Now, no, I'm sorry, Matthias Toss is their leading scorer. He's at 12 and a half. This is one of those teams, though, that isn't overly athletic. This is one of those teams that can't come out and swarm you. They play a pack line. I think Indiana wins the game, and I think Indiana covers the game. But it's not a cover because Indiana's getting three. I'm going to take it because I want to bask in the glow of an Indiana win and make money doing it. But Indiana needs a really good game late. Indiana, I'm wearing my shirt, Indiana make you nuts with the late game turnovers, the late game fouling. They'll make you nuts. They can clean that up. And as, you know what? If we're winning games late and we mess it up, it's not a bad problem to have. Just clean it up, all right? Vermont, I'm sorry, Creighton and San Diego State. Brian Dutcher is the head coach at San Diego State. Again, here's another Mountain West team. They play great defense. They've always played great defense. They missed a shot to win the Mountain West Championship. Now, here's the deal with this. Brian Dutcher's teams will keep the ball in front of them. Creighton likes to get out. Creighton likes to get past you. It's really an interesting game. I want to keep you in front of me. I'm not letting you get past me against a team that wants to get past you. If Creighton could score 110, that's what they would like to do. They would like to score 110. McDermott, the coach, fancies himself as an offensive coach. McDermott, the coach, fancies himself as one of the best offensive coaches in the country, and he's probably not wrong. He's done a really good job at Creighton. But I got to tell you, San Diego State, and obviously this doesn't – San Diego, right, laid back. Blah, blah, no, they're going to play you. They're going to ball you hard. They're going to play you as hard as any team defensively in this tournament. They are. Mark my words, if you watch this game tonight, you're going to say, you know what, I don't know necessarily how they do it, but San Diego State's no joke, man. They are a tough-ass defensive team. And – um. Teams, don't miss, teams miss shots, and all of a sudden, teams start missing shots, and you're going, why are they missing shots? They seem open. They are, but they're uncomfortable. There's a big difference. Um, I'm, not, I'm not betting that game. That's a dumb game to bet. Don't bet that game. Uh, Vermont and Arkansas. Whew. Man, I can't wait for this game. Whenever I see a team beat other teams in their league at the end of the year by 40 points, 39, 39, 32, and 27 or whatever it was, I say that's a hot team. And this year I have decided that I am going in my bracket with the hot team. But Arkansas is no ordinary Joe, ladies and gentlemen. Arkansas plays hard. Arkansas plays fast. Arkansas is well put together. Arkansas is a sleeper Final Four team. Now, I think personally this is going to be an epic game. I think Arkansas is going to win the game. I think Arkansas winning the game they probably cover. I think at one point you're going to be able to live bet Arkansas because Arkansas will probably be down. I do. But this is a together group the must Bus has. I'm telling you, this is one of those groups where you go, damn, how do he piece this together? But you know what? Vermont's no joke. Vermont's going to shoot it. Vermont's going to spread it. Vermont's going to make sure that they take care of the basketball. Here's one of the things that's very underrated. You want to know why Izzo's teams win in March? And I don't think they can this year because of this one thing. You can't turn it over. It's Purdue's biggest bugaboo. Like if Purdue didn't turn the ball over like it was their job, Purdue would be a favorite to win the Final Four. But you're like, I feel like you're like 10 seconds away from Purdue going on a three turnover jag. And next thing you know, you're like, damn, Purdue. The hell did you do? But I'm just telling you. I'm telling you right now. Arkansas is a team to be reckoned with. But Vermont's damn good. Vermont has a guy, and I love these stories. Ben, I'm going to say his name wrong. Shungu. He is a former walk-on at Vermont. All he's done is become a first-team all-league player, lead his team to the NCAA tournament. See, I don't – I love those stories. Like, I don't kind of like those stories. And when you read uh, about the Vermont team, they're just the most humble dudes ever. And the other part of Vermont, there's a kid from Columbus, Ohio, Indiana. And I can't remember his name right now, but it just hit me. John Decker's a coach at Vermont. This kid was a good player from Columbus, Indiana. He went to Vermont. He got in a car wreck. He could never play again. We raised a ton of money for him, and John Decker was involved in that. John then raised a ton of money for him through Vermont, and they've honored this kid constantly. They've made him such a part of the program. I got so much respect for John Decker. I got so much respect for for Vermont's basketball program because of John Decker and what they did with this kid that, man, frankly, um, I want them in the worst way to win, but I'm just not sure they can. I I just think there's too much athletic ability and togetherness on the other side. Arkansas is a damn good basketball team. Uh, Don't at me, people. I mean, a damn good basketball team. Uh, Let me see if I got one more in me. Uh, before we get going. But let me go back to something real quick. You know, people always say to me, well, Dan, what does connected mean? It's a great question. Here's what connected means. You saw it a little bit last night. When you got to get a stop, you don't make a mistake. You don't always get the stop to win the game, but you don't make the mistake of uh, overhelping or a stupid foul. You don't. You just don't. You don't make a mistake like that. That's connected. When the pass needs to be made, what does Villanova do? Good, better, best. Good shot, nope. Better shot, nope. Best shot over there. Yep. That's what we're going to do. That's connected. People talk about it, but they never explain it. They don't ever explain like in football. If you ever watch a football game, every announcer uses the term leverage. Oh man, you got to leverage the edge. You got Did they ever explain it? No. Connected means we're not going to beat ourselves by something stupid. Doesn't mean we're going to win every game. Doesn't mean every shot's going to go in. Every free throw's going to go in. But I'll tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to make a dumbass play. That's connected. All right. Can't wait to talk to Allison Williams. Allison Williams, the world owes Allison Williams an apology. As we move through this world, vaccines, masks, all that kind of happy horse bleep. Great. The world owes Allison Williams an apology. She is going to come on our show in a minute. Then Jason Hammer, my boy from Indianapolis. All he does is pick winners. We're going to go at it in the brackets back and but we're also going to talk a little politics because, frankly, you need to hear my politics. I actually don't have politics, I have common sense. But we're going to talk to Hammer Time about that. We got a monster hour coming up. Don't forget, NCAA.com, March Madness Bracket, NCAA, not ESPN.com, NCAA.com, March Madness Bracket, search group outkick I'm going to kick your ass. I'm rolling. My bracket will be released as soon as I can find it. It will be released on Twitter. I'm having a hard time locating it. I folded it up in my pants and I cannot find it. And I do not want to do it again because that bracket that I had is gold, Jerry, gold. And I don't think I put the same bracket in our bracket challenge and I don't think I put the same bracket in my bracket challenge for my uh, 1070 show. I don't think I did. Damn it. I don't think I, it's hard being stupid. You people think it's easy being stupid. You think it's easy looking like this? You think it's easy having this brain? It is not. I'm gonna. T- I, that's why I like to talk to smart people. That's why I love talking to my friend, Allison Williams, when we come back. Uh, I'm going to say this. Every time she's nice enough to come on our show, America need, America owes Allison Williams an apology. It does! I want to hear it. I'm not waiting for it. America owes you an apology. I'll
3: take it, but I'm not waiting for it.
1: You think it's coming? <laughs> no.
3: You're not? No. That's
1: crap. Uh, you went to the rodeo. You're in Texas. Rodeo, how many people are... How, how many? Like, big stadium, Heck I yes. assume, packed?
3: Yeah. Um, so it's at NRG where the Texans play. This is Houston, the Houston Rodeo. So it's big. It goes for, like, two or three weeks. I mean, it's every day, and they bring in big performers. They have Chris Stapleton, Sam Hunt, Gwen Stefani was performing the night we went. So there's, like, rodeo, livestock show, fair. Um, the whole convention center is full of cows and sheep and chickens and madness. And then you have the actual rodeo, which goes on inside energy stadium. So the entire, you know, where the field would be is dirt and set up for the rodeo, um, that goes on for like three hours. And then you have the concert at the end and it's awesome. I mean, it's completely insane. Like, like you, you have to be completely out of your mind to go that path if you're going to ride buck and Broncos or bulls or um, even like the team roping is, is pretty fun to watch and the roping and all that. So um, but it is a different level of crazy for the athletes and the competitors, uh, but they're freaking like rock stars out there. It was fun. It's fun. It's just, it's so different, right? Like it's just a completely different deal than any other sporting event you're going to go to.
1: They are, you mentioned rock stars. You're talking about the the guys or the gals, the, 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 the you know the the athletes or whatever. What do you call rodeo person? They yeah, athletes? they're athletes. What are they?
3: You watch them; Seems they're like. athletes. Seems yeah, like, yeah. like the they're almost like hockey players. Where if you boil down what they do to compete in their sport, the average person can't do it, <laughs> right? Like the average person cannot ice Yeah, speed. right. The average person cannot ride a horse at a at a fast speed. So like when you look at what they're doing at their most simple level, it makes me it reminds me of like the thing about the Olympics. Like let's have normal people do them so they can realize how hard this is. Like just to have a normal person ride a horse and you would. I mean you would be like laughing your ass off if they're trying to rope a cattle while they're doing it or getting bucked, you know, bucked off because its butt is cinched or whatever. So um yes, a hundred percent they're athletes. They train, they put themselves in immense physical danger. Um, there's a technique to it, there's a talent to it, um, and and then just like I said, complete and total insanity. Because it's not if it's when you're gonna get hurt. Right. And like
1: Right. And you were rooting for the animals. So
3: yeah. Like I'm an animal person. And so I always kind of feel bad for them. Um, but I don't want anybody to get hurt. So then you don't want to root too hard for the animal. Right. Because then that could result to the person getting hurt. Um, so I root for everybody to be okay. Animals and people included. Um, but then the more you watch it, like the more you have an appreciation for what these guys are able to do, because it's one thing to step into a ring and go toe to toe with another man. It's another thing to step into a ring, and go toe to toe with a, with an animal whose sole purpose is to get away from you to hurt you to to rid you of um, your existence (laughs) so I have a ton of respect for these guys and especially we were like fifth row so you're you're super close and these are the best of the best um they have like all their money earnings and up there and so forth um so it's pretty pretty crazy to watch them do what they do but then I just like I was fascinated by the roping because I've tried to twirl a lasso have you ever tried to twirl a lasso it's
1: I have it didn't it's it's
3: stupid, stupid. hard right <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no chance
3: I mean it, yeah you know so they blast out of this chute you know going 100 miles an hour on these two horses one of them's got to get the head with the fake horn and the other one's got to get the hooves and they got to tie or the single you know where they got to rope them, jump off their horse flip the cow, the calf over and tie up its hooves so um I was fascinated by that and, and then I do kind of cheer when the cat gets away. My son did too. He's definitely my kid. He'd start clapping, It got away, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, it's fun. It definitely, it's, it's a reminder too of how, how ingrained sports are with culture. Like it, it, it's just, it's such a different, it's a different way of life. It's a part of, you know, that, that culture. Um, and it's a kind of a reminder of how strong that tie can be between I think sports and, and culture within America.
1: Well, sp- speaking of sports and culture, today's like Christmas, right? I mean, what are your thoughts? NCAA tournament. You got any yeah. thoughts in general uh, on the okay, entire so
2: thing?
3: I I have um, a whole new appreciation and level of, like, empathy for the common fan. <laughs> Because I feel like this year, more than any year, I'm coming at this from just a normal fan perspective, because I haven't been around these teams. I haven't been with these players. I haven't seen them in person. And I am so lost with my bracket. Like, I cannot pull the trigger. I haven't hit submit on any of them because I'm second guessing everything because I feel like I know nothing. I feel like I'm completely uneducated um and so i i just i want you to all know out there like i feel you and i am um in your camp of like completely like i have no idea especially you know obviously like the 512 is always tough but i feel like it's really tough this year i don't know and i hate picking the i i'm just like i can't even decide in my final four um yeah i'm kind of a mess but i think that's (laughs) what's going to make this tournament great too like just look at what we just saw with the conference tournaments they were insane so I feel like this year is going to be totally wacky and I need to pick a ton of up- upsets, but then I go pull the trigger and I can't. So, um, yeah, it's a great day. It's a great day.
1: Are you, are you usually, like when you were working and you were, you know, around basketball year, were you any good oh. at the bracket?
3: No, but I was confident going
1: in no right, right <laughs> I mean I would argue with right. you that
3: like of course they're gonna you know advance and blah blah, blah. so right. no I was never right uh but I was at least confident in my um uneducated selections and and so forth now I'm like completely unconfident and I'm I just yeah I like I, I don't know I don't know I don't know like I could see this going so many different ways I mean even just like the two seed line like I don't know how I feel about Duke you know what I mean like they're so inconsistent and they're yeah. young. And I don't. I don't know if they have what it takes to play on the stage after what I saw against North Carolina at the end of the season and then Virginia Tech in the ACC championship game. I, I don't know who Kansas is. I mean, like I'm just super confused by even the top seeds. Um, I don't think Baylor's going to get very far. I mean, it's so. It's. It, I just. I don't know. I don't know. They don't have their their leading guy for the first. I, you know, I, here's
1: what I've said. I, I've I've just said there's no dominant. No group of teams, you know, there's no, like, if somebody told me, hey, look, UCLA is going to get to the final four, I'd say, yeah, I could see that. If someone were going to say, hey, look, you know, I can really see Murray State beating Kentucky. When I last saw Kentucky, I thought Kentucky stunk uh, against Tennessee. You know, it's one of those deals. I want, right. Yeah. So, you know, they beat Kansas by Mm -hmm. a million in Kansas. Nobody beats Kansas by a million in Kansas, right? I think you're absolutely right. Um, I want to go to something else, though, because you're the perfect person to ask this. Did you see this nonsense that's going on with Kyrie Irving where, you know what, he can't play, but he can go to the game, sit in the front row, and then they find the Nets 50,000 because he went back in the locker room. Can't play in his own building, but he can go sit in the front row of his own building while his team plays. Allison, this is insanity to me.
3: Science, Docage.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez.
3: I mean... I just like, you almost have to laugh. Otherwise you're going to go crazy because it, 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 just, do. it doesn't make any sense. So Timmy and, and Kevin Durant spoke to this and I think he had to pedal back his comments a little bit, but he was absolutely right. When he said, this is a total power play. This is a complete and total. Um, I'm not backing down, I'm Eric Adams, I'm the mayor of New York, and what I say goes, and I don't have to explain myself, so yes, you are unvaccinated and you can come in and you can play in the game, you can attend the game, you can watch the game, you can do all sorts of things, but if you play for the Brooklyn Nets, you cannot play in the game unless you're vaccinated. It just doesn't make any sense at this point, everybody knows it doesn't make sense, I thought maybe there would be a shift when Adam Silver came out and even kind of called it out, Um, The fact that he hasn't backed down at all, the mayor, I just think tells you everything you need to know, and that this is very much um, him trying to show that Kyrie will not win. And and it's going to be interesting because the public favor has always been kind of against Kyrie, right? Like, it's been like, just do it. You're selfish. You're a bad teammate. Why would you not? It's irresponsible. It's reckless. And he's held his ground. And now everybody's like, okay, we're past this. We know more. We see what this does and what it doesn't do, yada, yada. Let him play. And then when he goes off for a career-high 60 on the road, it just adds to it. And, and, it, and the fans are going to start to get pissed. The closer we get to the playoffs um, and the more these games mean and matter, the, the more there's going to be a public outcry for um, the rules to change. I don't know if they will because, again, there's no – there's no like logical scientific explanation for this. This is, this is a power play. Um, And if they change it, then Kyrie wins. So it's going to be fascinating to see how it unfolds, especially as the public sentiment changes and like fans are going to be pissed. I mean, if he, if they get to the playoffs, and he can't play at home and then their road and home records are like disparagingly different, which you would expect they would be. He's one of the best players in in the league. Um, That's, that's, going to be real interesting because it it could cost him a championship. And and, and like, I I read these people who say like, it's on Kyrie. Well, it's really simple. It's not Adam's fault. It's Kyrie's fault for not getting it. That's his decision. He's making a decision to not get it. He has free will that he's supposedly exercising. And so just go and get the shot for your team so you can play. And it's like, they completely missed the point. And I was thinking about it too. I'm like, okay, so ask Brandon Goodwin, how that went because according to him, he got vaccinated and had to miss the playoffs for um Atlanta so what if Kyrie did have an adverse reaction it it happens I mean what if what if he did what if he like actually said okay you know what I'm gonna get this thing I want to win a championship it's obviously what I have to do they're not relenting what if he went and got it and then had to miss games home and away because he got a vaccine injury it's it's rare but it could happen it's not like it's not within the realm of possibility and then then where we at like then who do you blame so I, I think people need to get past this this notion of there there isn't risk associated with it. It's rare, but it happens, um, and it should be his choice, and it should be a true free will, and not being coerced. And and um, I don't know. It's, it's just it's crazy to me that they're still like playing this game with him. But I think it's a hundred percent a power play at this point.
1: Do you do you think because we're talking in sports? Like, I always say this. I always say I want to hear Mm -hmm. both sides, all right? Because we're talking about it in sports, and it's more popular when it's a sports figure, is there any kind of reason that you can think from the mayor of New York to continue this particular deal? Is there any other side to this? Do you see what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. I, um... So it's been like health and safety has been the whole thing. Um, And if you're exposing people or fans, I guess, but it does. As soon as you let people from opposing teams play, it doesn't make sense because they're occupying the same space. Right. So I don't I don't know how I don't I don't know how you justify it. I really don't. Other than to say this is the rules and this is what we put in place to keep our city safe. And this is what's working. So we're going to stick with it. I mean. I don't know if, if you, yeah, yeah. but the, the the difference with visiting and home team, it does, that doesn't make any sense.
1: None. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you try to think like, okay, what, what is, what's their rationale? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you disagree with something, you say them, right? So what's, and I don't, I, you tell me, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything that is, I, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> But I don't. What and what happened to Fauci? Where is Fauci in all this? Where did he go? Came
3: back and people are. Where did that guy go? So he's been sent away to his room to think about what he's done for the past two years. (laughs) It's crazy. It's, It's just so bizarre how everything completely just shifted on a dime, real quick, with our national attention and what we're paying attention to. And like in in midst of all of it, Pfizer releases their you know safety data that the FDA used to approve it and there's like nine pages of adverse reaction nine pages and it's not just like sore arm fever it's not like nine pages of serious shit and nobody's reporting it nobody in mainstream talks about it it's like it didn't even come out I mean there's a reason they wanted it quiet for 75 years and then it comes out and nobody reports on it and it's you know list after list of some I don't know a lot of stuff I've never even heard of that doesn't sound a whole like a whole lot of fun, so you've got nine pages of adverse reactions, and they approve it, and nobody covers it, and Fauci's nowhere to be found, and it's uh, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre times, continuing to be.
1: Yeah, and uh, ironically enough, midterms are coming up fairly quickly, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. My cynical brain says that there's a shift because of that, but I maybe am wrong. Do you think? Do you, Allison Williams, who has you know you have been a at the forefront of this, um, is COVID a day to day issue with you still not you necessarily, but your world, whether you go, you know, you're in Texas, a free state, right? I mean, is it, is it an issue day to day? No,
3: no, but it depends where you live a little bit. Like, I think it's so interesting. Um, you know, California has been obviously, the way they've been um and so they just dropped masks indoor and then dropped them for schools my kids school it's so silly he goes to completely outside like two day a week preschool and they they want us to wear masks at drop off and pick off there's six people the kids don't wear masks during they're outside the whole time teachers do for some reason but until april four like they drop off and pick up we need to wear masks outdoors around six other people very bizarre anyway um but they're like keep reminding us April 4th you have to wear it till um but no in Texas there are no signs of it there I mean like some people wear masks here and there you know like much less than in California but no on a day-to-day basis and it's weird too because like you know around Christmas time everybody had it right everybody you knew had it just got over it um was testing for it thought they had it and now I feel like I don't know anybody that's had it here lately do you? I mean, I know we're just two of us, but like, I feel like it's, it's um, it's completely, I don't know, shifted here lately. Like, it just seems like it's a non, become much more of a non-issue until I don't know they decide it becomes an issue again, and when they do,
1: is it even? Because I, I, I haven't paid attention to this, Allison, and and, may, and, and it just hit me as we we're talking. I, I haven't heard. Um... With the NCAA tournament really starting on Tuesday, you know they brought teams into Dayton and teams are flying and all that kind of stuff. I haven't heard one thing about COVID protocol in the NCAA tournament, and I'm curious your thought on that. And I'm watching a TikTok video that Indiana's players made on, a, on an airplane. Now I know it's a, you know I, I know it's a charter jet. Um, nobody's got a mask on. No. At what point do airlines who have filtered this air and they say it's safer than any air you're going to breathe? At what point does that charade kind of go go? Away?
3: Right. That's a good. I was hoping here on March 18th that would you know tomorrow, um, and then they extended it for another month for who knows what reason. But then I saw that the Senate passed to end it. So I don't I don't know. But there was like the article I was reading. There were there weren't next steps. So I'm not sure where that leaves us. They voted, and actually um, some Democrats voted to end the federal. Travel mask mandate, um, and I know the airlines are in support of it. You saw representatives from Southwest and Delta all speaking out against it. I know it's become just a huge pain, and it's 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 just such a um, it's such a difficult, I think, thing for like the stewardesses, the flight attendants, to navigate and enforce. Um, it's a pain in the ass, obviously, for for customers and for them. Um, so you would think it would end soon i don't understand like if you you remember the beginning of this it was safe to fly in an airplane with a mask but it wasn't safe to go to church with a mask right because of air filtration or whatever i mean we all know like they're not going to shut down the airline industry so so but if you follow that logic like it's safe to fly because okay the air filtration yada yada and people are masked but it wasn't safe to go to a restaurant and go to church with a mask. Now it's safe to do everything without a mask, but it's not safe to fly without a mask. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't compute. <laughs> um, uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So there, yeah, there's two things that need to finally go away. That is one of them. Um, and then this notion of like children and masks period is just asinine. I mean, the fact that like to fly, my two-year-old is supposed to wear a mask. It, like, he still shits in his pants for crying out loud. You only tell him to wear a mask like, really? Really? You think that's, like, something he's going to be okay with? No. You try and do it. Like, no. I'm sorry. So, the, the fact that we say two and up is just so, so stupid. Um, but, yeah. And then just the uh, – but what's going to be weird, too, though, DACA, is like, you're going to see people still wear them. They'll still – that's what they're comfortable with. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like, you do you. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life or what to put on your face. Uh, don't tell me either um that'll be really interesting then to see when people travel how comfortable they are sitting next to other people then do they tell other people like do they ask other people to put one on even when they're not required to it's going to be it's going to be interesting how people respond um if and when these mandates change for for the transportation
1: you went you went to rodeo there's no mask there right
3: there was some people that wore them though um, it all—it was almost yeah. like a fashion statement. It seemed like though, like they were bedazzled and pretty, and like the completely ineffective cloth masks. <laughs> but I would say ninety percent of the people did not have them on. But even like walking around, I mean, and it was crowded. You know, like in the convention center, um, and within the fairgrounds, it was packed. And there, there were definitely some people that had them on, but very few, very, very few. By the way, the most beautiful cows I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen a cow at like a livestock show? Like, they're gorgeous. They're like these beautiful animals. I'm telling you, their coats were immaculate. One of them looked like a freaking Sharpe. They're gorgeous. I didn't know cows could be so beautiful. Like I said, I'm an animal person. I think they're cute. But these cows were like, they were they were impressive. Don't mess around here in Texas. Are they
1: spotted? Some. Is there is there is there a distinctive look There's to them? There's all sorts
3: of different breeds, um, none of which I remember. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe... Just how many like, I mean, some of them, like people are like laying with their pigs and their cows. Like these animals, yes, they're like in the stall with them and like laying with them and petting them. They're like pets. I'm telling you, these cows were freaking gorgeous. I should have taken more pictures of them, but their coats were immaculate. Like there was this tan one. It literally looked, I mean, the coat looked like, I wanted to pet it. It looked like a (laughs) Sharpe.
1: A yes, cow. I'm
3: telling you, they're beautiful.
1: You. Ten minutes. Ten minutes away from being on your plate. I
3: know, and I ate a burger before we went in there. That's so wrong? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guys. You're really cute, though. I'm sorry. I feel bad, but you're, yeah, you're, you're cute really good this, this, this... and good. And sorry.
1: <laughs> it will Just tell the cow. It won't happen yeah. to you. It, it won't happen you're to too you. Cute. It, it. won't. It'll happen. <laughs> Oh yeah, it'll, happen. it'll happen. It'll happen to other people. So you don't have a Final Four. Are you Are you watching games today? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got Michigan up first, right? My sister went to Michigan, so we're all we're we're excited Ooh, for Michigan.
0: That's yeah. right. Yeah.
3: So it'll be a good day. I'm all in. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger here. I think it's Gonzaga, Arizona, Purdue, Auburn.
1: I got. I got everybody in that, but I got Iowa over Auburn. Auburn's probably a better pick. But Iowa was playing really I know, well but... right
3: now, too. I mean, Oh, they're, they're playing, playing so great. Well. Love watching. And that's watching. the thing. Like you got to—it's not just picking so the best well. team; it's picking the team that's playing the best right now. So that's that's right.
1: what's right. That's... Yeah, Allison, I went against what I've always done. Ah, Izzo will beat this team because it's Izzo. Ah, I'm like no. I'm going to pick teams that I have watched play that I think are playing pretty damn good. I don't think Purdue's playing great, but I don't think they're playing as bad as people are thinking right. they're playing. Let me put it to you, you that way. I, so, Do you think Davidson
3: beats Michigan first round? Or Michigan State? Do you think Michigan State loses Michigan first State? Round?
1: No. I think Michigan – here's the deal. Davidson's mm-hmm. a really good passing team. And Michigan State is long on the wings, whether it's Christie or whether it's uh, Gabe Gabe Brown, and long negates passing. And I think think Michigan State's going to win it, but I only think they're going to win it like being down five, come back and win. You know what I mean? That kind of a game. I don't... They're not going to get up ten, stay up ten. I can see them losing. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. If you know, I always go gun, gun to head. I think Michigan State wins. I'm sad for Michigan because Devontae yeah. Jones, their point guard, is out with a concussion, and he's been playing I know. well.
3: I agree. I, don't like I that. agree. I hate seeing him out, and that's so tough. You don't want to lose your point guard right now. I mean, that's just that's just no. brutal. Um Yeah, I've, I I agree. I thought the same thing when I saw that. Like, oh, and he's out at least. I mean,
1: I had a coach. I had a coach tell me when I was like a freshman, he goes, you know, how many chances do you think you get to play in the tournament? I go, four. He goes, no. He goes, you got we – Where was the day before we were going to play. He goes, you got one. He goes, maybe you have four. Maybe – you know, but you know you only have one, so you got to make the most of it. And it really made sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. all right. And so here's this kid, transfers from Coastal Carolina, who's playing great. Hopefully they win and he gets in it, but I hate, I can't stand that stuff when kids get hurt like that late. Yeah. And Baylor has one too. Their leading They're score leading school. they
3: so. Right. For I think at least the first weekend. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the thing. You got to yeah. be healthy. There's so much at play. I mean, look at like freaking Notre Dame last night, you know, two overtime just to get in. And, and it's just, it's, it's so fun, but you feel for those kids that A, get hurt um, or two, you know, don't get the opportunity because it is, it's so special. Um, and it's so fun. Like, I'm just glad. It's it's fun to see it back in full force, right? Like, the fans, the site cities. Oh. Um, last year, it was so COVID diluted and and them being in lockdown and all that. So, I'm just excited for these guys to get the full experience this year. And for the fans, too.
1: Me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the Indiana's in it, so I wear my Indiana I see that.
3: Gear. Well for You're the best! <laughs> Woo.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know what? I, I wouldn't have wore it even if they won with that clown Archie Miller, but I love Woody, so away we go.
3: Well, good luck to your Hoosiers. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Allison. Thanks for having me. It's always Thank a pleasure. Thank you. Good luck
1: to your Wolverines. You I'll talk to you. That's the great Allison Williams. America owes that woman an apology. I don't give a damn what anybody says. America owes her apology. You guys, you know, ESPN owes her an apology. Everybody owes her an apology. Give an apology to Allison Williams. What are you doing? Uh, when we come back, you are going to want to hear my boy Jason Hammer. It is Hammer time. We're going to talk about his best bets. Day. And remember, this is a guy that's 8-0 on this show. 8-0 is pretty good. We're also going to talk a little bit about Zelensky's speech to Congress yesterday asking for United States help. Look, one of the reasons I'm here on OutKick is because America needs pol- politics from me. You know this. I know this. We all know this. All right? So don't at me. It's Dan Dock. It's run out right now and tell your friends. I'm trying to find my damn bracket. I could probably redo it right here real quick. My daughter wants it because she wants to win. Everybody wants my bracket. Uh, I don't know. When we we'll write right back, I'll get my bracket done here.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: My my daughter's on my ass. I can't find my bracket, so I'm filling it out the way that I would have filled it out. All right, so I'm filling it out as we speak. Our next guest, every time Jason Hammer is on All Indiana Bets, Hammer and Nigel show, every time he's on, the Internet explodes because <laughs> what happens is
0: he wins. Hammer time, are you 8 no on this show? No, we dropped one, I think, the last time that I was on with you. Uh, but we've been making some cash, and I can't remember if it was the Wu-Tang plan or Benjamin Franklin who once said, and I quote, Cash rules everything around me.
1: <laughs> I don't give a damn who said it. I believe it. <laughs> All right. Before we get into that, you are the man in Indianapolis. When people want their politics, they go to three o'clock in the afternoon till seven, hammer Nigel 93.1 on your FM dial. Zelensky gives a speech, and he gives a speech about wanting United States AIDS. What say you, big boy? Aid, I'm sorry. Aid
0: is one thing. A no-fly zone is completely different, okay? So if you want to give aid to Ukraine, all right, fine. Now, that's kind of a tough sell for a lot of people because I was told $4 billion to secure the United States southern border was way too expensive, yet now we're rolling out billion-dollar bills left and right for Ukraine, who's really not even that much of an ally. They're not in NATO and if you do a little bit of history and i get that it was a different regime different time all that kind of stuff but when the united states was getting squirrely with saddam hussein it was ukraine who was on team saddam hussein so let's stop acting like ukraine is the uk this lifelong ally uh, somebody that's going to have your back thick and thin that's not the case that being said nobody wants to see The horrific things that we're seeing, hospitals being bombed, children being killed, civilians being killed. That's awful. It's atrocious. Um, So if you want to give them some military aid, if you want to give them things to protect themselves, I'm okay with that. The key word, though, is themselves. Okay, the United States does not need to be in a conflict where your homeland, as of right now, is in no danger of being attacked. Oh, that's this where I stand. I don't want to see sons and daughters our brave men and women having to go over there and enforce a no-fly zone. OK, because there's two parts of that. If you want a no-fly zone, OK, but you know damn well the Russians are going to violate that. And when they violate it, the enforcing of the no-fly zone means you're going to have to shoot a Russian plane out of the air. The minute you, the United States, shoots a Russian plane out of the air, you are in this thing. And why? Why do you need to be in this thing? I don't feel like the United States should be guilted by Zelensky to get in here. And don't get it twisted, coach, because sometimes when people say this, you've got folks you know, on the Internet that lose your mind. You're pro-Russia. You like Vladimir Putin. Nothing would bring me more joy than watching Vladimir Putin die a slow, painful death caused by syphilis. Let's not get it twisted here. But at the same time, the United States does not need to be guilted and being the aggressor that starts what would be World War Three. What I see is
1: exactly what you're saying. If you don't just completely close your eyes and go along, you love Putin. Right. I mean, that's all I ever see. It's like having a normal discussion relative to defending our own country is out the window because we must deal in absolutes. If you do this, then absolutely you are for Putin. You must do this over here to prove you are not. How about we do one time... In the last five uh, what, two years, how about we do something that's just
0: best for us at some point, right. no? And look what's happening in our country right now. Everything is happening at the southern border, from drugs flowing in to criminals, people you don't know, flowing in at record paces pl- at the southern border. Let's talk about the economy. You've got high gas prices, high prices at the grocery store, everything costs more, inflation through the roof, So what are we doing? We're printing more money, not to give to us, but to give to Ukraine. Now again, humanitarian in me says, yes, all right, we need to help these people in some capacity, but it's a hard sell when you tell me that we don't have enough money to take care of things at our Southern border, $4 billion, I think was the cost of what Trump was wanting to do with his wall. And then we're printing off billions and trillions of dollars that have nothing to do with this country and before the people on the internet get their little panties in a wad and say well you're just some republican talking point head blah 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 this goes for lindsey graham too graham nasty the republican senator from south carolina he wants us to get into this thing he wants us to assassinate vladimir putin he wants us to be involved in this thing no tell graham nasty to send uh, some of his family members over to Russia and enforce a no-fly zone if that's how he feels.
1: Grab nasty. We got nasty, right? He's like somebody within Russia needs to assassinate Putin. Now, that was a week or so ago. Has he come down from
0: that no, statement? No, he's holding strong, and he's not the only one. Um, this narrative all of a sudden of if you don't want to do anything that Zelensky says, you're pro-Putin, has to stop. Because really, that's just what dumb it people has to. say. That's what dumb people on the internet say, and I've said this for a long time, Coach. I know you've said it. This is why Twitter is not real life. It's unserious people trying to say things just to get clicks.
1: It, 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 it the world we live in just absolutely astounds me uh, with exactly what you said. Yet we all say Twitter isn't real
0: life, but Twitter has certain influence, does it not? It does and big tech was a big part of this past election. It's funny, it's kind of buried as a story today. Uh, the New York Times is admitting, yeah, that whole Hunter Biden laptop thing, it exists. Oh, by the way, it's nice to put that out on the first day of March Madness, kind of early in the morning while there's a war going on. That feels like that would be a pretty big story if that would have dropped, oh, let's say, any time before the election last year. But that's not the case. You know where big tech lies. The big tech donors, they all spend their money on one political party. You can't act like that's not the case. The challenge for the Republicans, though, is if you get power, if you win these midterms like they think they're going to do, if 2024 goes your direction, like the polling shows, you have to do something. You can't just be the party that sits around and bitches and moans and has the House, the Senate, and the presidency and doesn't get anything accomplished because if that's the case, you're no better than the dumbasses that we have there right now.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if I'm a Republican and I'm a candidate, I ain't going to sleep. Don't go to sleep election night. People think because of polling. No, there's nobody in the world. And look, I grew up in an area where there is election fraud. A friend of mine is literally in Greece. (laughs) Uh, where they can't extradite him after being tried and convicted in federal court of paving roads and having fake houses uh vote for him on the city council of East Chicago for crying out loud it's not even a you know it's not like a presidential election but he had had he escaped the country so i know that this stuff goes on and but if i'm a republican man i'm not counting on polling i want i want hey I want Grandma Jones sitting right in there
0: counting votes with everyone else. And don't go to sleep because votes get found in the middle of the night, baby. Well, that goes back to these wishy-washy Republicans, right? I'm not even mad at the Democrats for trying to uh, get dead people to vote. I mean, you grew up in the region, Coach. Look what's going on in the state of Illinois. I think we're on a stretch of like... Five of their last seven governors have spent time in federal pounding in the you-know-what prison. There are (laughs) crimes that take place in politics. The problem with these wishy-washy Republicans, though, like in Georgia, their governor, Brian Kemp, you allow all this stuff to happen. You are so scared to go against the COVID mob. You allowed all of this ballot harvesting and not having proof of identification when you get your ballots mailed in all this stuff if you want to be the one that says hey we need to stop cheating you've got the power do something with it if you need to mail in a ballot okay if you're going out of town if you serve in our military if you're disabled or something okay that's fine but we're going to do this the right way and this ballot harvesting crap this isn't going to happen anymore stacy abrams fat ass is not going to come to my front door take my ballot fill it out and say thank you have a nice day that can't happen anymore
1: Uh, everybody's afraid of being called anist, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if the governor, uh, it, it, you know, you took away our well, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a misogynist. I mean, everybody's a, hey, look, I've been called everything, it ain't that bad, right? There's nothing wrong with it. You'd be all right, you happens get up the next morning, so and go to much, work,
0: coach. It's happened so much that it's actually watered down the term. So, when you see actual Absolutely. examples of racism and sexism now, the term has been watered down by everybody that's a professional victim that you almost don't want to take it seriously.
1: Uh, I'll never forget. First time I got called a racist, uh, I was mortified. Now it's like, okay. I mean, what did I say? I didn't like Candace Parker on my television, so I'm a racist. Right. Yeah, okay, great. There's a
0: big difference All between right, speaking, like, sorry, there's a big difference between what like my grandfather, my parents saw back in the day, what they grew up watching on the news. Like there's some examples of racism there. Voting for the other political party, that's not the same thing as what happened in deep South Alabama, not even close. But right now you go on social media, you watch a lot of late night talk shows. They're acting like it's the exact same thing. And it's not even close.
1: No, of course it's not. Of, of course. And and when that all started with the whole, uh, uh, their involvement is just ridiculous. It drives me nuts. Uh, let's talk about some fun stuff. Give me a bet that you like big boy. Give me something good for today. All You're right. the best. You're the best. So here in we go. Business. This
0: is one of my favorite days of the year, coach. Um, I love it. Wall to wall basketball. I got three plays for you. My favorite one of the bunch here is St. Peter's and Kentucky. This is a 710 tip off here. I'm not touching that point spread, but I do like the total over under 132. We're going to ride the lightning and we're going to go over. And here's why. Uh, Looking at some information here, Kentucky averaging 79 and a half points per game. Uh, 83.7 points per game against teams that were not in the SEC. St. Peter's, 66.9 points per game, Uh, not the same competition level, but they shoot 35% from three. Now St. Peter's is 19th in the NCAA in points allowed. So they're not interested in playing any defense. And Kentucky, they're more than able to put up an 80-point total here, maybe more. 132 feels like this is a very doable number for a team that one is really good against another team that can score but doesn't want to play any defense that's a recipe for an over my friend and we're laying that down i totally agree i I looked at some of the numbers
1: that you said when you sent this to me and i'm like man I feel like you better get it now because that thing's got to get to at least 135 or one – I don't know. That seemed like really, really low. There were bad lines yesterday. Uh, The next one that you like, I love. Uh, It might be my bet of the day, not named Providence, and that's Murray State. Go through it, big boy.
0: I can't hear the the coach right now. Sorry. Your audio cut out on me. Uh, I see you talking – I see that beautiful can you bald hear? head kind of bobbing around and the hands waving, but I can't hear a single word you say. So I'm going to leave you with these two picks in case I can't pick you Hold on. There we hold go. On. Hold on. Can you hear me there now? No, You're back. Yeah. You're back. All right. Give me Murray State and San Francisco. I love this bet. Murray State minus two over the Dons of San Francisco. Murray State is on a 20-game heater. This time of year, Coach, you know better than anybody, teams that are playing hot – Teams that know how to win, they grind these things out. They got that culture of success. John Morant kind of laid the groundwork for these dudes back in 2019, and some of these guys are still around. Um, I love Murray State in this one. Um, San Francisco, only two wins against teams that are in the field right now, and they played a number of them. Um, K.J. Williams is the kid I was thinking of that plays at Murray State. Played with John Morant back in the day. I like the racers. You don't walk away from a heater, whether it's the blackjack table or whether it's March Madness, a 20 game win streak that constitutes as a heater.
1: I agree. And I think Murray State, if again, uh, we all know there can be upsets. Of course, it can be upsets. And the Dons are pretty good, but they're not great. It's not like the Dons come in and you go, well, you know, they beat so. No, they're not great. They're okay. But Murray State has a chance to be great. And I'm telling you right now, people are going to say, well, you know, uh, Murray State's going to be looking ahead to Kentucky. No, they're not. When you're playing with Murray State, you're thinking about this freaking win, this freaking night to get to Kentucky. I'm not happy with their coach because he wouldn't come on my show for some reason, but I'll get by that. And I'm taking Murray right with you, big boy. Give me your next – whoa, 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 whoa. Before we go to the next one, you got anything with the Hoosiers? Hoosiers getting three. I know we got travel problems. Anything with the
0: Hoosiers? Man, kind of like what Murray State's uh, philosophy is here, Indiana's playing, I think, their best basketball of the year. They're finding ways to win when they used to find ways to lose these games. Now, that being said, that Wyoming game, you know, you won it congratulations don't ever apologize for winning a tournament game but that game was like hooking up with like an ugly chick at the bar right it's late at night she's got one tooth she's got a tramp stamp a little bit of back fat but you still take her home you still lay the wood to her and at the end of the night you got your desired result it's not your finest hour it's not the best thing you've ever done but you get to wake up and try again and be better the very next day and for that very reason, I'm not above picking up the Hoosiers with three. I'm not either. Hey,
1: I got no pride. I I don't need – you know, people are saying to me they're killing me. Oh, vaunted program needs three points against St. Mary's. Yeah. If they're going to give them, <laughs> right. what the hell do I care? Right. i are not making – you
0: know, What? 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 what, what? Indiana is going to have to get something uh, out of somebody other than Trace Jackson Davis. They got it the other night out of Geronimo. Uh, Are they going to get good Xavier Johnson or bad Xavier Johnson today? He's the Indiana Hoosiers version of the Indiana Pacers' Lance Stevenson. That's true. Uh, Give me your last bet of the day. Um, I'm going to take another total here. South Dakota State and Providence, this is 40 tip off. You got time to get in the mix here over under a set at 148 and a half. Now that's a pretty big number and unders have been crushing it so far in conference tournament season. But here's what I like about this one. These two teams play at a pretty quick pace here. Uh, South Dakota, they play at the, one of the fastest paces of the in in, in NCAA, the best three point shooting percentage in all of college basketball. And they're not very good defensively. Providence, they also play pretty quickly. They're 12th in the country in free throw rate. So if I'm trying to hit an over here, I need a team that can hit three-pointers. I need a team that can hit free throws. I need teams that play quick paces. I need possessions per minute. Take that up, stir it around, take a big whiff. That smells like an over to me. It's a big number, 148 and a half. But we're going to lay that, and we're going to go over, Coach.
1: And we're going to root like hell for points. We are. Just sit there. And, I don't give a damn who's scored. Get in the bucket. Get in. Right. Get in. What are you missing a free throw for? the hell's wrong with you missing a free throw? We need fast breaks, three-pointers, free throws. We
0: need it all, Coach.
1: We need – what does Izzo call them? Turnovers for touchdowns. You get in the passing lane, you get a steal, you go lay it in. Right. Turnovers for touchdowns, big boy. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. That's my man, the great Jason Hammer. You can hear him, 93.1 WIBC, uh, 3 o'clock till 7 o'clock. You can watch him, Indiana Bet Saturday morning, 11 to noon. I'm telling you, uh, he is awesome, and we'll have those bets up so that you get them, and uh, you're going to like them. Hey, look, let's be honest. Everybody's got a damn theory today, so you better go with dudes that are smart like me and Hammer. I gave you everything yesterday. I mean, I gave you Virginia, I gave you Wake Forest, and I gave you Wright State, and then we put them in a parlay. Yeah, I mentioned Toledo, but I didn't really care. Those are the ones I gave you, and those are the ones that I bet. Now, again, to end the show, uh, we're also going to end the week. My bracket is will be posted on my Twitter page here in a minute. You will not be able to read my writing. My writing sucks. It is the worst. But that's not my problem. That is a you problem. Over the course of this weekend, uh, for those of you that want to continue on with our show, I will have previews all over the place on my site at Dan Dockets and on the Outkick site. In fact, there's a preview up right now that I did yesterday about Michigan. I did not know Devontae Jones was out. Be very careful. Currently, we are 3-0 and on our pre. Maybe 4-0. No, we missed one. I missed Corpus Christi uh, against Texas Southern. I like the coach at Corpus Christi. I don't even know teams' names. I don't bet based on a guy. Like somebody says, well, they got Jaden Ivey at Purdue. I got to bet that. No, no. We'll have more previews also, certainly, of the Indiana game. And tonight, I think – I do. I think that the halftime stuff is so god-awful. It'll be better tonight because the games, I think, move to – I don't know what Indiana's on. But if Indiana's on that true TV with Candace Parker and Rex Chapman and them, I'm doing a halftime video. I'm going to do – I'll probably do a pregame video – And I'll do a halftime video. I'll try to get uh, both posted on Outkick, but you can catch them on 107.5 The Fan, and you can certainly catch them uh, on my Twitter page. Uh, To recap, I ain't mad at him. UK, over 132. Look, I think UK is going to come out and play really, really well. The line was like 18, or you can probably get anywhere between 18 and 20. Kentucky and St. Peter's, you probably should take that too. But I think Kentucky is going to play really well. I think Murray's going to play really well. I think Murray minus two might have just surpassed um, my bet of Providence minus two as my favorite of the day. I've already put 110 to win 100 uh, in on Providence. I'm going to do the same thing, probably 220 to win 200 on uh, Murray State minus two. Look. I'm not sitting around here this year. Last year, it is the anniversary of me losing $4,000, the most I have ever freaking lost and will ever lose. I had to DoorDash for a year. Slaps on TV, slaps all over the place that have no character. Didn't understand why I would DoorDash. Well, the reason is because I got a little character. I owed my family. It ain't happening. It ain't happening this year. We're the road to 5,000. Right now we're up 2,100, almost halfway there. I anticipate by the end of today we will be halfway there. I love the Don- No, no, no. I love the racers of Murray State minus two. Love them. Don't like them. Love them. I love Providence minus two. Love them. I love this over 132 in the Kentucky game. I'm not touching what he said on the over 148. Too many jitters can get involved in college basketball. You can start out so slow that you're behind the eight ball on a high over like that with teams that I'm not sure about. I don't think you should pay attention to that. I am also going to take Indiana uh, plus three. And if you don't like Indiana plus three and you think it's disgraceful to my program right here... I don't care. I legitimately don't care. This is about a couple of things. First and foremost, survive in advance. Does anybody know who won second round games last year? I'll wait. I'll give you two teams that did. I'll give you three teams. Hell, I don't even know. I'll give you four teams that won second round games. UCLA, Gonzaga, Baylor, and... uh, uh, but, but, but who else is in the final four? UCLA, Gonzaga. Who the hell am I missing? UCLA, Gonzaga, and whoever the hell the four team was in the final four last year. All right. Those teams, other than that, you don't know who won second round games and you don't give a crap who won Oh, Houston. You don't care who won second round games. Doesn't matter. Just win the damn game. That's it. Just win the damn game. Uh, Friday, I will have picks posted. I don't know if OutKick will do it. I'll certainly have them on at Dan Dockage. but it's going to be a hell of a day, and it all starts at 12-15. Be careful. I'm going to say this for the last time. Be careful with Michigan. When your point guard is out, sometimes it does not matter. Sometimes it's a help because he's playing like crap, but And I'm putting my collar up on this one. Be careful because Devontae Jones was playing well. I don't like when guys that are playing well at the point guard spot are out. That is bad business. Don't do it. My final four Gonzaga, Purdue, Iowa, Arizona. Don't at me about it. My champion. Gonzaga, my winners today, I'm going to go through. I'm going to give you winners. They are not my official bets. But I will give you the folks that I think are winning. And I know how this goes. If I say your team is going to win, then you're immediately going to go bet it. And then if they lose, you are immediately going to blame me. This is not my first rodeo. Michigan is still minus one and a half. I'd take them. San Diego State, South Dakota State, that game's gone to three. I'm taking Providence. Memphis, minus three. I'm taking them. Baylor, I'm taking them to win. Minus 20 and a half. They'll cover it. Longwood, Tennessee, 18. I'll take Longwood in the points. Minus 10, Iowa against Richmond. I'll take Richmond in the points. Gonzaga, minus 23, Georgia State. I'll take Gonzaga in the points. North Carolina, minus three and a half, 430 game. I'll take North Carolina in the point, or given the points. UConn, I'll give New Mexico six and a half. 18 is the uh, game, uh, Kentucky-St. Peter's. I'll give you the 18. I'll give you the damn 18. Indiana, the line's moved down, ladies and gentlemen. I got it at three earlier today, but I'm not betting that one on the line. Indiana will win that basketball game. And I will take the money line on that one at plus 120. Don't at me about that one either. That's what I'm going to take. The Kentucky game has gone down. It has gone down to over 131.5. I'm taking that one. Creighton and San Diego State. Creighton playing well. I'll take Creighton and I'll take the two points. Arkansas giving five to Vermont. I'll take Arkansas I'll give the five. Murray State, minus two. I'll take Murray State, and I'm going to make it a big bet today. A big bet for me is 220 to win 200. That's a big bet. I'm not getting stupid this year. Only game I got stupid on was Indiana. Why? Because Indiana was going to beat the living hell out of freaking Wyoming. It, when I looked at the line, I thought it should have been 10-10. It was three and a half. We put every dime that we had, and now we're moving into a new house because we doubled our money. Great week this week, Ryan and Dylan. Fantastic job! Thanks to Allison Williams. Thanks to my friend Jason. Thanks, uh, Jason Hammer. Thanks to my friend, the great Flavor Flav, Todd Frazier. Next week we'll get more coaches on. Tell your friends it's the best show you've ever seen. Thanks to all my friends that are on the YouTube chat. Thanks to everybody that joined us on Twitter. I am going to be today at a place called Bottleworks, downtown Indy, doing my show from noon to three. Come on down. Coors Light is sponsoring. We'll have some beers. We'll watch some games. We'll talk some smack. Uh, This weekend, I will have videos out on who is going to win and how they're going to win. You can see them, I hope, at Outkick. You can also see him on my Twitter site, at Dan Dockage. I will also, ladies and gentlemen, I will also post who in the heck I think is going to win. I'm on a heater betting. I want to share the heater with you. Let's make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. There are some wrong lines in this tournament. They were wrong yesterday. They're going to be wrong today. Last thing. Last night, we won three. we won four bets a three-team parlay, and then we won Virginia, NIT, Wake, NIT, and then, of course, Wright State. Look, I don't care whether it is Russian table tennis. I don't care whether it is Roy Rogers Park. I don't care whether it's the biggest game in the NCAA tournament today, or I don't care if it's the NIT. We are on a mission to make $5,000 this NCAA tournament. Money spends. If I see something in the NIT, we're going to bet it. We did it yesterday. We'll do it today. Jump on over. Get yourself a little lunch. Turn the games on. Turn my radio show on at 107.5. Join me while you're watching the games. Hell, I'll be doing play-by-play. Enjoy the weekend. Christmas for hoops, baby. Let's go.